Welcome to the overview, guys, yeah, where we always do something weird in the very beginning. <laughs> uh so how's everybody doing welcome jason flame to the show thanks thanks <laughs> it's, like take two. it's only take two on the intro gosh my bad guys uh so i see you still have the christmas tree up flame so is that like is that just being lazy or what man it's like a mixture of i'm all right so i'm actually getting my downstairs retiled next week and like all the storage is downstairs so i don't really want to bring the tree downstairs just so i have to bring it back up when i redo the tile so yeah, i'm just yeah. kind of chilling you know it's, it's never it's never too late to celebrate christmas you know Dude, christmas cheer is year i mean it's me. never I'm too early person. i guess if you look at exactly that that's true dude i know some people that literally keep their christmas tree up 365 days a year some people keep their lights up for like the entire year. Yeah, just don't that's turn true. Them on. That's true. Well, you should turn them on if you have them, man. That's <laughs> it's like a total waste if you if you have those up. But uh, yeah, there's been a lot of Overwatch to talk about this week, guys. So um, you know, last week it's supposed to be a little bit light, but this week we've got like tons of stuff. So it's going to start off with our week, of course, um, and going to include a new segment which is going to be tip of the week too just for some folks that listen to the show and might not be you know grandmasters or whatnot we figured we you know just throw in some gameplay tips can we have your son give the tip instead of you oh my god yeah better yeah shut shut your face man (laughs) uh one of these days that'd be pretty funny got giving tips to to fellow 11 year old that'd be good uh and And, then we're gonna your son's tip is don't play with your dad it's hard <laughs> oh to carry him. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> my God. Whatever. Uh, all right. Going into news, we've got tons of news, of course. I uh, had a developer update that came out recently. Um, a couple news regarding bands and Koreas. Of course, lots of team player roster changes. Uh, so maybe a little bit of balance, too. And then, of course, we've got two uh, big events going on. NG East continuing on with lots of, uh, you know, lots of NA teams and whatnot battling it out and then apex season two started uh just a day ago so lots of good yeah, at least the first two matches there uh, and then lastly we got a couple questions a few email questions and if you guys want to you know contribute to the email questions you can email us at the overview at chamanb.tv and we'll try to get those out because a lot of listeners that don't watch get a chance to watch us live uh they don't get a chance to tweet us any questions or anything when we're live so at, at, emails are the best way or the way that we're starting to do questions Okay, so our week in Overwatch, and uh, Jason started the week, or at least maybe late last week, and finally got top 500 after, how many tries did you have? How many gatekeeper? It was the third try. Third try, try. okay. Yeah, it was destined to happen on that one after getting trolls in all my games. No, I actually, (laughs) so I dropped to 39.68, so I lost 50 points because my uh, internet dropped, Mm -hmm. so thanks for that one, but then... Over my Saturday and Sunday, I lost two games total and went from 3968 wow. all the way up to 4320. Holy shit. So, okay. Uh, I had a pretty good couple days there. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like it. Holy crap. I, uh, I mean, I don't have to punch my desk anymore. You know, my, my uh, blood pressure's down. It's great. <laughs> You're good. totally. I've played since and I've already lost top 500. So that makes me kind of sad. Well, I mean, it's, you know creep of course it right? went from like 4315 <laughs> to 4325 it went up 10 oh my points God. in two days and i lost my top 500 but whatever i had it that's I how active season. it is man you know when you're yeah. 499 what do you expect dude i mean it's gonna be i was like i think it was like three what was the picture like 380 i don't oh, know I was actually, oh my god you're 300 a lot something of okay on like bottom of top 500 yeah it must be super close 
And it's too bad Ben's not here, too, because he actually got Grandmaster, too, right? Uh, I believe. So it was a big week for, for at least the host. Not me, though, guys. Not me. My bad. <laughs> what? 482, my bad. I thought it was higher. 40, okay, yeah, 482. Uh, so, yeah, that's, you know, congrats on that. I know that was like a huge goal of yours. So, I mean, what are you going to do the rest of the time? You're just going to just goof off or any any no, particular rank ranked. you're shooting for? Any rank you're no, shooting no, for? No, no, no. It was just top 500. I don't know. Okay. Not, I'm not going to slack off and be that guy in, in comp <laughs> who, like, oh, yeah, I got top 500. I don't need to care anymore. But I'm also not going to play nearly as much on comp until, like, I'm comfortable to get back into it again. Yeah. The season should be ending soon, right, guys? It's like two. Is it the end of this uh, month? Another, I would guess March, but I don't know. Is it March? I, I, I get all mixed up. With I feel the, like it's probably going to be like Valentine's Day or something, right? Because there's okay. like two weeks off and then the beginning of the month. I don't know. All right. So we still got a month. Okay. Solid month. Um, how about you, Flame? I know you played 13 um, straight hours. Well, like <laughs> one day, well, like one day I climbed to like top, I don't know, it was like top 150 or something. And then I lost the game that had a bunch of trolls. So I stopped playing and I switched to my alt account. And then, yeah, I did the 13-hour stream. That was pretty – it was an experience, to say the least. <laughs> like, you start at 8 o'clock, the games are fine. You're in, like, the zone of, like, I want to win every game. And then, like, as you keep going, you start realizing, like, okay, I got a troll in this game. This is a loss. And then you get a troll, and then you're like, okay. And then you start viewing losses as just, like, not wins. You don't view them as losses. They're just, like, delayed wins because there was nothing you could have done. That's but good. That's a good thing. I mean, mindset. I sleep schedules. Yeah, yeah. It was like, That's I don't want to say it was revolutionary, mindset. but definitely yeah. changed my mentality. Like, you start viewing losses as just like, we'll get this back next game, I guess. <laughs> right. But, um, right. That's good. Uh, it was definitely I mean, rough. But yeah, I messed up my sleep schedule, but I was able to catch some of Apex due to the fact that my sleep schedule is so destroyed. God. So. Gamers, it man. paid off in some <laughs> regards. That's <laughs> life of a gamer. It's, it's like, you we, we climbed. We came out on top, but it wasn't. What'd you end up getting to? I don't know, like 42. I think I peaked at like 42.50. I think I was like one game away from top 500 on that account. But Okay, cool. I think That's I ended at like 42 exact or something. I, I saw you playing on your Smurf. Uh, so I was streaming. It was a Zarya player. I can't remember who. But there was a guy streaming one of your games, and everyone kept saying it was you playing, and you were you were pissing him off really bad. You, you, you kept taking <laughs> oh, his health Oh, it was Harblu. It was Harblu. Har- there blue. we go. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> took his health pack, sh- and like, he yeah, got yeah. this. Yeah, so Harblu was streaming, and he had he. I mean, Harblu gets a, sh- a load of viewers, and my chat isn't really that big. I have like maybe like two hundred or one hundred and fifty viewers, but they're all everyone. In, they're all like dual streaming because the people in my chat know that Harblu is streaming. So then the people in Harblu stream think that I'm IDDQD because IDDQD actually has the same Smurf as me. <laughs> so all of Harblu's chat, which is like this thousand oh. people, are just calling me IDDQD the entire time because they're complaining about my tracer. So like, oh my god, IDDQD is so good at tracer, but like it's really mean. It's like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> So that was pretty funny, but after that game, it went downhill because me and Harblu were on the same team the next game, and we had, like, a troll, and then that was, like, the beginning of the end at, like, 5 a.m. <laughs> the fact that they were playing was crazy. Hmm? Did you tilt queue? Because that's the fucking worst. Well, it's not tilt queue when it's, like, 13, when it's like 10 hours in, you know? It's, like, your brain's <laughs> you're actually just shut that. off. You're, like, you're, just, yeah, you're, you're like, comatose queue. Anymore. I'm just, you're, like, I'm just playing Overwatch, man. Like, right. the games, you're, like, I see Zombie. Slasher in chat, but, like, it gets to 5 a.m. and you're, like, who's even queuing at this time? Like, you see Slasher duo queuing. I'm, like, you get Hanamura, you're, like, all right, this is over. But <laughs> oh, it was, man. It was good. I don't know. 
Yeah, that's cool. Well, I'm glad you guys had a good experience because I've been so. I think it was yesterday where it was like the last day before the the brawl reset or whatever, or the arcade resets and gives you those those uh, loot boxes again. So I hadn't done any of them, right? So I I I got the first six done like over the weekend with my uh, son. So we got two loot boxes. So I was just like, okay, I'm gonna do like the last three or two or whatever. And dude, I lost like ten, at least ten straight mystery hero games over and over again. And I kept getting matched up. It, they were completely misbalanced. So I don't even know if they even balance for, for any of that stuff. But they should because literally I was getting matched up with a bunch of people that were like level 15 and 20. And and then the other team were, were these guys that had like four stars and, and three stars. So they were just like camping our spawns and like our, our guys couldn't even get out of the spawn. It was so terrible. So um, I just don't think there's that many people playing Mystery Heroes. So kind of, yeah, but still, you shouldn't match. You, you still get. shouldn't match. It shouldn't still be like that. It should still be like half of us should have the three star guys and the other half. It was literally like six guys that were two, three, four stars, and then my team. I was like the only person with stars. That's like crazy. Yeah, and, that happens in rank too. Though, like sometimes you'll get games where the enemy team will have two three stacks and you'll be mm-hmm. six solo queue, or like two two stacks and you'll be six solo queue. But like you would think that it would try to balance out a little bit. Yeah. I, I find mean, mystery heroes to be like really enjoyable though. Me too. Like, I, I use it just to, this, on the yeah. topic of mystery heroes, but it's <laughs> it's weirdly snowbally and like sometimes you get really mad because there's nothing you can do. Because like I had a game, I think it was like two or three days ago. I just played it for the hell of it. Yeah. But the enemy team had like two soldier seventy sixes and a Reinhardt, and I had like two Bastions and a Hanzo. <laughs> two, and it's two like full sky, it's and like, you're like, I can't actually yeah. do anything. This yeah. Is not, no, there's definitely uh, some compositions that are just really hard to break if you don't have the right. <laughs> the right uh heroes on the right map um but uh, yeah i I enjoy mystery heroes too like me and my son play it like we always play it just to make to get all the loot boxes in arcade but man it was really bad i'm like okay surely blizzard's just gonna put me with some op like i'm not supposed to lose this many times right blizzard doesn't want (laughs) us to lose this many times so i should be get like an easy stomp i can just finish these loot boxes there's like an hour left i'm like okay let's just do this no, nope, I just kept losing. So I just, I never got that last loot box. I was like, crap, this sucks. So, uh, yeah, maybe Blizzard, if you can balance that, at least based on experience level, that'd be, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, but let's do tip of the week. I know surely you guys have some tips to, to give. I know Jason, you, you were definitely had one on, in mind that you wanted to say, dude, you told me, you told me you wanted to give a tip. You got no proof. You got no proof. <laughs> Whatever. I uh, just went, never mind. Um, yeah, so one of the tips I have that I see a lot of people struggle with, and this kind of relates to a topic we have coming up later on, uh, about Reinhardt's. I played a majority of Reinhardt in my comp games because no one ever played him, and I always played Phil. Um, people always complain about, like, you can't keep your shield up. You, you can't maintain it, which obviously you can't when you have a D.Va and a Roadhog and a Soldier on the enemy team. But a tip that I don't see most people doing with him is always flicker your shield. Like, when you're when you're moving, you don't necessarily need to keep it up the entire time because you need to take damage anyways for Anna to build up bullet percent. Right. So like one mm-hmm. thing I do is I always make sure to jump without my shield on and then turn it back on kind of, or you jump, put your shield back on and you let you kind of land. So you keep your momentum, you keep your speed, but also I purposely take damage when I know like the road dog hook is down and maybe when the bottom grenade right. is down. So if you mm-hmm. like maintain those cooldowns, you can actually keep your shield up a lot longer if your uh, diva is not helping you maintain your shield percent. So yeah, just a little bit of a tip, but. And if you guys are playing right out out there, you'll notice a huge difference if you do that a lot more. Yeah, just don't but take only damage when the hook's from down, Reinhardt. Though. Only when the hook's yeah, exactly. down, though, you have to be really careful of that because exactly. if your teammates get hooked because you know sure as hell they will, it kind of is your fault. 
Don't take flame shrine kits on purpose either, guys. That's never good. But yeah, that, that's definitely good advice. Flame, you got any advice? Just like tidbits? I mean, we, we probably I mean, want to like, do this I every have, week. So yeah, I, mean, I have some tidbits, but it's such a, it's like my, I think my biggest pet peeve right now is that I've watched, I don't, I'm not going to call out my viewers, but I've watched my viewers, some of my like subs viewers, because like they'll stream too. Like if you're in, I guess this applies to any SR, but I guess the ones where you can convince your teammates to listen to you on microphones, so probably like Diamond and above, I would right, assume. Yeah, for sure. If, you're, if your team has zero alts and you're on defense, like the the play isn't to like sit back and wait for these alts to just magically appear. It's to literally suicide your entire six man team onto the cart and die to get your alts up. And like I see this not happen even like Grandmaster. Like people try so hard to live, but then they just get staggered way later than they need to be. And then you wind up letting the cart roll. Then like usually your healer's last one to die. And instead of suiciding on the cart, they die 10 seconds later. So the cart gets 10 free seconds of roll time. I don't know. That's like my tip is die on the cart. Like stop trying to live when you're on defense. Yeah, okay. Um, you have to like ingrain that in like the entire Overwatch community's mind, and I think the world will be a better place. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. No, it's it's yeah, it's so hard to do that. <laughs> it's especially when you're where I am. But uh no, those are definitely good tips. And especially the Reinhardt one, because I'm a Reinhardt man too, Jason, so totally totally relate to that i but could yeah. go on for days about right yeah well we're gonna do a little bit every single week so we're, we don't want to like just go on and on and on but um we're gonna c- continue doing this each and every week guys just because you know i it'd be nice for folks to, to pull some gameplay knowledge uh, from from everybody on the show too okay let's move on to news so jeff uh ended up doing a another developer's update video that talked a little bit about PTR and their philosophy with PTR, as well as uh, a few comments on just the balancing of uh, Sombra, Ana, Diva, and what they're you know, currently thinking about each of those heroes. Uh, so um, why don't we talk about, I guess, their, what, what, I guess the comments they had on PTR, which is surprisingly has a lot to do with console. Um, I, mean, I mean, obviously he's answering some questions about console too, but um, apparently the the PTR and the length of the PTR has a lot to do with just uh, the approval process of the console version because Microsoft and and uh, PlayStation they each have you know certain requirements that you have to reach right to be able to release your game on those consoles. So um, yeah, I mean a lot of times we just were thinking PTR yeah it's just purely about testing balance and all this good stuff, but apparently you know it's definitely more to that. So I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on just that that portion of it, Jason? I know you didn't get a chance to watch it, but maybe Flame, you, any thoughts on just the that portion of it? I mean, the hands are tied, right? There's no like counterplay for Blizzard to do anything about that. It's it's like plagued a lot of companies, I think, in the past. Like this isn't like a problem exclusive to them. Yeah. Like when Evolve came out, I remember it would be like PC patch would come out for like January, and then they'd have to wait until February to like re-release to like release the exact same patch that came out on console and or PC in January. So right. I guess from a player perspective, it's kind of frustrating because you don't know, like you, you don't, obviously it feels like you don't have as much impact on the patch during PTR because obviously it's hard for them to change it. Cause if they have to change the patch mid PTR, that means they probably have to recertify the patch for the consoles later. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. You know what I mean, so mm-hmm. like from that angle, it makes sense. And like, it explains some of the frustrations, I guess a lot of the players have. Cause yeah. like, I, I think one of the things that Jeff's talked, touched upon 
was that he does take feedback seriously and like they all mm-hmm. do take yep. feedback, but I think it's more feedback proactively f- for PTR as opposed to like during, which makes sense, you know? So I don't know. It's, it is what well, it is, you know, at least so. we know that there's something logistical in the background that, that is, that does take place. And you know, that there is a reason why some of the timings are the way they are. Yeah. Every time they make a change, like if they alter Roadhog again, I don't know if they have to like resubmit a build, you know, to, to uh, Sony. No, they, to, they probably more or less definitely do. And that's, yeah, kind of, that's, it's, unless you have like a really good in, I think, at Xbox or Sony to like get you, I don't know, expedited or something. Maybe yeah. there's a way to do that, but I don't know the process well enough. So. I don't know. I would hope they would do the changes first. Like, obviously, it takes a lot longer, but go two weeks, see what the community thinks, do changes you think should be changed, and then go through the submittal process, well, the submission process. I don't yeah, think it would, it would, it would take, take even longer. Time, but yeah, but what would, that, longer. What, would that accomplish, yeah, what would that accomplish from like a timeline standpoint? Uh, well, then we wouldn't have this patch, maybe, with like quad tanks. If they like tested Diva a little bit more and took, I don't know. I, it's just like thoughts, right? Like, it, maybe if they tested Diva a little bit more and those changes are implemented then instead of now, we wouldn't have this boring stone meta. I'm pretty sure most people would have been more than happy to wait an extra two weeks, three weeks, or two weeks ideally if, if you do like a two-week window, then play this meta for the past month or two. Unless you're envious. I mean, I, I seriously. <laughs> well, I think it would have been longer than two weeks. Like, I, I think two weeks is a little bit underestimation as to, you know, how much... Like part of, I think a lot of the community, we complain about, or we enjoy the fact that they make changes so quickly. Right. And then on the same note, like, you know, we're complaining about meta getting to a certain state, you know, like, especially with, with this tank meta that we currently have. So we can't have both. Right. Uh, so I, I still prefer them making changes a little bit quicker and, you know, for them, logistically, they're probably submitting the build like every time they make a change in hopes that it does work because there's probably no there's no penalty probably for submitting to Sony. You know, like when you're getting approval by any app store or whatever it is, you just go ahead and send the build even when you're testing it just because you want it to be released. You know, at least you time it so that that your testing period matches up with possible release and then you cancel it last minute. Like if you if you have like a, an update to it or whatever, Um so I think logistically it's fine. It's just um, it was interesting to hear him talk about PTR on consoles being still a possibility. Like, how does that even work? How, how do you do a PTR on consoles? I mean, like, have you ever had a game on PlayStation or or um, Xbox that was PTR? I mean, we've had betas, right? But I think we've had beta games, right, on those consoles. I'm not much of a console. There's player, definitely so. been beta games, and there's definitely yeah. been like what's those like the preview? What I don't know what they're called, like the the demos. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But maybe you need like I want to say that's more of a pipe dream from him. I don't know. I like logistically from what Jason's saying too. You have to realize, I think the problem with the 25% alt nerf patch that like led to this whole tank meta thing. And like all the nerds that they put in on Anna and like May and Zarya, I think also got screwed by um, the Christmas update. Like I think that they were mid PTR and then they had a release plan for the Christmas update. Like that was completely separate from any of the PTR changes. So like they knew that they wanted to add all these models, all these skins, all these oh. maps. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was like instead of trying to bundle them separately, they did them all at once. Oh, so I, okay, I feel like okay, that's what happened in that specific mm-hmm. case. Okay. But like right now, you're seeing obviously they're not trying to rush it because like we still don't have, we still don't have the live patch, but it's been like two months of, or it's been like it feels like it's been two or three two weeks months, of PTR. But it's been yeah, it's been weeks, no, it's been like two or three weeks. Yeah. So that's true. I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm, 
Yeah. It's weird. Another thing you talked about was just incentives uh, for playing PTR, right? And, and even, we, we on the show have even made a few suggestions suggestions but it sounds like the most popular ones have been you know loot boxes or possible xp for playing in the ptr which yeah i think that would be great i don't know how they connect them i guess they could probably connect the accounts in some way but right now i feel like i have a different account right it's a completely separate account and a lot of times it's a copy it's like the very beginning of the ptr is literally a copy of my account because loot boxes I haven't opened exist, you know, whenever I log into the PTR. It's like, oh, these are exactly the same boxes as the one I just, you know, like I opened in, in production. So um, it, I don't know how you do that, but I think before I suggested maybe doing some small events, uh, you know, maybe just some small open tournaments that people could join. I don't know. It's It might be too hard to logistically organize all the time, but it could be just like simple Chalant, you know, just whatever site you want to use to just put up an open tournament. But um, it'd be kind of cool if there were events that that could encourage the community to play in it. Yeah, I think that. I mean, a problem with that, I guess, is scheduling and like just whoever can really play. Tell just, us. Well, I mean, do they ever? Yeah, I mean, I can. But I guess do they ever really tell us when PTR is going to come? Like, do we ever know when to expect it? It's like stuff like that that makes it a little weird. I think one of, I mean, my suggestion or like one of the suggestions I've seen is just give us competitive points for playing ranked and like make it like triple value or something like literally give me like 20 wow. points instead of 10 or maybe not maybe not triple but like 20 maybe every win on ptr is 20 rank 20 competitive points instead of 10 or whatever so people like actually try really hard to win okay. and then people actually want to go over because then they get golden guns faster and stuff like that might be really cool oh i see but okay. like yeah it's along the lines of just like boxes. a way yeah, yeah because yeah. i understand why they don't want to do loot boxes because you don't want the um like you don't want con- again, you don't want the console players to feel like, oh my god, why are these players allowed to play on the new patch and get loot boxes and stuff? And then like it becomes like a weird balance game in that regard. Yeah. But, uh, well, I don't know. unless you make everything available, I mean, whatever you give to these people are, is going to be excluding the <laughs> console. Yeah. Players, so you well, can't like, get around that. That's just going to happen. Something that makes like League of Legends PTR really fun and and something that people enjoy playing is you have new skins there. Like you can test new skins before you actually can buy them in game, and that way you get to like, oh, there's this new Zenyatta skin. I want to see how it looks in game. I want to see how it looks with golden orbs. Like mm-hmm. I want to yeah. test it out, see the new graphics for it and stuff. And then that's something that always encourages a lot of people to play uh, for League of Legends on on the PTR, as well as like new heroes, obviously. Yeah, but that only lasts so much. You know, it's like they'll play a few games and then be done with it. It's kind of like when Symmetra came out, right, with the big changes, and people went and played it for a day or two, and then that was it. Um, they seem to be getting data. They seem to be looking at the analytics for it, which is apparently useful. But I just, I feel like there's, you know, I don't know. My experience is that I feel like very little people play in the PTR after like a day or two. And if you're really trying out these crazy balances and, you know, Jason, you're getting at it. Why don't you just leave it in the PTR for a couple more weeks and see how it works? Well, it doesn't matter if nobody's playing it in a, in a very true environment. Uh, or at least I've never a highly competitive PTR. Yeah, exactly. I, I have no advantage to play it. Like, if I'm casting, I don't want to think of a change that happened on PTR and then accidentally talk about it like it's live. Yeah. Like, it literally gives me zero benefit to do that, except know what's coming, like, up in the next patch. Yeah, and that's kind of why I was thinking, you know, if you had this, like, PTR event, you know, that it was just every time we release a PTR, we do this cool event for, like, a week or something, that might encourage the community to go over there, at least more, you know, just, like, another 5%, 10% of the people. That would be awesome. That would be awesome, at least for data might be cool 
but another bit of news, uh, we got, uh, let's see, another post from, I believe it was Jeff. Let me see. Actually from Jeff. Let me show you guys too. Uh, yeah, it was actually from Jeff, and it talks about Reinhardt. And it says, since November, Diva is the third most played hero in Overwatch. Roadhog is four. And it's like, okay, yeah, can understand that. But Reinhardt is the 12th most played hero in Overwatch, which is shocking to me. So he's basically pointing out that, you know, whatever we we feel like at least at the highest competitive level is a must pick. It's not necessarily the meta, you know, in terms of the casual players. But does this surprise you, this statistic? Not at all. He's really? fucking boring to play. You can't Gosh. do shit with him by yourself. Like he's not a roadhog who can heal himself and insta kill someone. He's not a diva who can just fly away constantly and mitigate a lot of damage. Like you literally need a healer. And how many people actually run healers in quick play? Like it honestly makes perfect sense. Like even in the current meta, he's just he's not fun. You can put your shield up, yeah, great. But then you have a roadhog soldier diva spamming it. Great, I don't have a shield anymore. It's just he's not he's not fun in that way. He's he's more based. He's not fun as an player. individual player. Yeah, sure, I yeah. can understand that. Flame, what do you think? I mean, Reinhardt's probably like the fun, most fun hero to like play, I think, in ranked. But it's only because like you get your insta kill, <laughs> you just club people down, <laughs> and like true. there's I don't think there's anything more exciting than like hitting a three man or share like a four man or share. But like I guess at lower levels that doesn't happen. You just get baited by your team, and nobody's behind your shield, and you just die. So well, the biggest sense. thing is you don't get pocket healed either. Like, by your, your oh, yeah, yeah. If you're playing with a good Anna, like, Reinhardt's probably one of the most fun heroes in the game. But yeah. um, I guess my takeaway from that is, does that data matter? I mean, that was more or less my negative. I mean, obviously, right, I always look at the negatives, right? That's kind of my thing. But, <laughs> why, like, because <laughs> I, I sent him an email. Well, because I sent him an email, right, actually. Yeah. Like, I actually emailed Jeff last week or two weeks ago about, like, what I thought the problem was with the tank meta as opposed to like just Anna's OP or Diva's OP. And um, he sent me back something about like how Mercy's actually the number one healer picked in the game. Right. And, but like, I'm thinking to myself, like, does that matter? Like, and I think that that's kind of the thing that I take away from that point too, is like, does it matter that Diva has higher pick rate than Reinhardt? Like, does that mean Reinhardt's not balanced or something? Like, or does that mean like Diva's more powerful than Reinhardt? Like, there's, like, this weird, I think... Well, it doesn't... I'm coming, I'm coming from a competitive perspective. Sure. Yeah. I have an issue with the concept of looking at PTR data, like, you know, for statistical things. Because well, I, I find it so hard to find, like, real meta-changing or, like, game-understanding things from the data that's in the PTR games, which are, like, balanced from GM to gold in the same game. Like, I don't know. That's kind of my takeaway sometimes. Yeah, I mean, well, the PTR data, this is what we were, what we were alluding to just a second ago, is, you know, I don't feel like is the most beneficial thing. I mean, it's it's useful. I mean, any kind of data is useful from your, your player base, but, you know, I, I don't think it's probably as rich as it could, could definitely be. Not even close, obviously, to production, but um, it's tough, you know, as a designer, especially a designer that, you know, you have, um, you have a casual mode, you basically have casual and highest level of competitive play in the same boat you know like the content's exactly the same it's tough being a designer and, and trying to for figure sure. it out but it does matter you know like it matters for sure as a game developer like those stats like if mercy well, so, but so like i guess but like when you look at it that way do you think that they're like afraid to touch mercy because they think that mercy is like already the highest pick rate so like why would they nerf her or like buff her you know what i mean yeah, I think they do. I mean, but that's like a, in my eyes, that's a problem. I don't know. That's I guess. I mean, it, it's it can <laughs> it can be 
you know, like the way you, you touch, I mean, they can change her. It's just, they have to be careful of how they change her. Right. Like you can do things that are going to be more conducive for like casual players versus, you know, the, the top level players, but they have to take that into account. Frequency of pick is generally some, like one of the parameters you use to shake things up. Right. Like we don't want, well, in quick play though, it shouldn't be like, I think, I think the win percent, like average win percent of that hero is more of a valuable, like I think that's the off of. that's the highest one. I, I believe. I mean, I, right. I agree even with still, you there, but but even still, like I've watched, I've played, like I've seen platinum. It, it doesn't matter, like how broken you make. Say, I don't, who's even broken right now? Like Diva, just say like Anna, Torb like, or something like that. Right, Torb's probably much more useful at lower levels. But I'm saying like a, people think that Anna's like consensus. Like the consensus is that Anna's like a broken hero right now, right? Not like at she's lower too levels. strong and they're nerfing her. Yeah. But I, but if you're in platinum and you're playing Anna and like there's an Anna in platinum, like you could give her nuke like 300% healing. Like they probably <laughs> yeah. still would find a way to lose with it. Like that's kind of what I'm, that's like my, I think, guess like thinking line. Yeah. I mean, frequency is definitely thinking. not as important as win percentage, but it is something to look at too. Um, I think when when both of them align, when you're talking about top level play aligning with casual play, when like say Mercy's just picked 100, percent then that's when they you know try to look at all the other characters, and we've seen that right. We've actually been in in metas where that that's the case. Um, my only we'll point was that you have to look at it. Bastion. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Bastion. Yeah, like in yeah, quick play he was overpowered, but yeah. in comp play he wasn't at all because people know how to play around it. So right. you can't balance it necessarily in a way that makes it not as strong in quick play, but like. You have to be careful to not affect comp at the same time. I don't know. It's really. I would not want to be a balancer because of how difficult it but is. Yeah, I mean, like from my in my eyes, I think I think they're going to nerf Symmetra, but I don't think Symmetra needs to be nerfed. I I, I would not be surprised if they nerf Symmetra soon. Yeah, but like huh? personally, I think Symmetra is like. I don't think she's that bad whatever. either. Yeah, I, I mean, I she's a little ridiculous, she's... but you ha- you have to switch heroes to beat her, and like right. that's part of the game. So, but like at lower levels, nobody switches. They're like, oh, I'm locking in Hanzo. Why can't we beat the Symmetra? Like, <laughs> you know, true. it's like. Shooting through weird. the shield. It's, a weird, it's definitely a weird problem, and I definitely <laughs> feel for them, but I don't know how to go about it other than yeah, not <laughs> like looking at other data. Well, I don't know. I just wanted, I just wanted to point that statistic out because I thought it might be interesting to some folks, um, just given our perception of you know what's being played a ton and whatnot. But um, another bit of news: so Blizzard uh, responding to um, all the hacks that are happening in Korea. We knew they were doing things. It's like, of course, we knew Blizzard was going to to um, act in some way in regards to, to all these people that are doing it in Korea. Uh, and this week they announced that they banned 10,000 accounts um, as well as they are suing this company, Bossland, uh, who is a developer for uh, hacking tools. Uh, not particularly, I don't know, think they're, they're the maker of the nuking tool. But they do make things like map hacks and, and things like that, and you know it's good to see you know Blizzard going after whoops going after um, companies that that make these tools instead of just banning the players that use them. You know, going after the source is obviously a much more effective way of doing it. So good to see. Yeah. Any thoughts on this? Good riddance. <laughs> good riddance. Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah, it's hard. Like. Because I don't think that they're all like individual accounts. I'm pretty sure in Korea though, you have to like associate a social security number to your account. Mm-hmm. So there's probably like literally just ten thousand people who can't play right now. But I don't know how that works as far as ban evasion, like how you even go around. Isn't that. PC bongs that you don't need that? 
you don't have to have a social yeah. security number to play. That's so right. then how many of those sorry, how many of those accounts are like PC Bong accounts and how many of those are like legitimate I link my social security to my account numbers? Well you think uh, well like isn't PC Bong like the equivalent of like a land cafe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, you think, uh, like, how do they, how do you ban, like, do you just, like, ban an entire land cafe? Like, I feel like you'd still need some sort of login, right? I don't know. It depends on how the hacks are loaded. There's, like, a weird thing there. I, I mean, I know what you're saying. I just don't, like, can you ban a cafe? Like, I don't, that's that would I don't, suck that's for I a cafe, know. man. If, if you just basically shut down their business. <laughs> like, that's what they, I mean. You would you yeah, literally shut down their business. Like, you, are they banning the land cafe accounts or are they banning, like, actual people? Like, that's right. I guess you could go cheat at the land cafe, but does that work? I don't, I don't know how that works. <laughs> there has to be I'm something. I mean, there has to be some kind of connection with your, you know, your user account versus the PC bank. I, I don't know how PC banks work, so it, it's hard for me to to make a. Do you comment think that they that. would just like beat people up? Right? There's like videos of that. Right? Beat like people famous, up? Like, what? Video? There's like a famous video of like a kid getting beat up at LAN for cheating. Like they find out he cheats. I don't really? Know what country Holy was in? Crap, but I know for dude. a fact I've seen it on YouTube. I think wow. it was a dream hack. If I'm not mistaken. I feel like it was a dream hack. It was a dream hack. I feel like it was, right. but it was like it was just cracking down. It was like in the BYOC area. And- yeah, it was like in a really small room. It was it was it was funny, but like. I mean, it wasn't all these funny. evil dressed in blizzard shirts going in the No, no, I'm just imagining like you're at a I'm PC, you're in a land cafe, and you see the guy next yeah. to you who's aimbotting. Like, do you just call him out? Like, do you just leave him there? I don't know. Oh, just oh, random people self policing. Oh, I see what you Yeah, mean. or do you, oh, yeah, or cool. do you do a queue with them? Exactly. It's like an integrity yeah. thing. I don't know. Oh, see, God, I, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm looking at this in another way, though. Like, I'm happy to see Blizzard, you know, being proactive and banning his accounts and suing, suing Bossland, but where's their anti cheat? Where's their their vac yeah. mm-hmm. that like helps take care of this stuff? Like about the hacks that have already been detected and stuff. Like where's Overwatch, the, Overwatch, the anti- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Overwatch, no, Overwatch, over Overwatch. <laughs> That's the big joke, right? <laughs> I, know, I want to see some anti cheat. Like, so you don't have to wait for an account to get banned after it's mm-hmm. been playing tons, and if it's already detected hack, like in CS, it, it immediately gets vacked, immediately gets banned away. I don't know. I wonder if there is any like anti-cheat being worked on. And there has to be, right? The There's a league. They're planning a league. I don't think yeah. you can release it without it. And what, what what people that might not be familiar with Overwatch and, and CS:GO is that Overwatch is this third-party app that that you have that you run and it basically checks. No, no, to no, see no, 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 no. What? Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. no, no I'm no. thinking of. I'm you're, thinking you're, of something else. You're reading else. Reddit too much, man. Am I thinking of Overwatch else? is literally something you can do in the game. You oh, it's in the game. The oh, okay. You, okay. you download a demo. You click. Uh, Overwatch or whatever the button's called. You watch the demo. It shows you the key rounds where people highly reported oh, hacks and where there's suspicious okay. activity. Cool. And at the end of the match, you you check marks of like, yeah, he's very suspicious or not enough evidence to tell or he's not cheating in like different categories for like aimbot, wall hack. But they whitelist like, people, uh, right? Briefing. No, 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 no. You have to be like level like a certain, you have to play like certain amount of competitive matches to, to do it, like Word. 50 competitive matches or something. Mm. And then you can do it. So, like, you, I can't individually ban someone, but I can put my vote in if I think someone's cheating, that if there's enough, you know, people thinking he's cheating, then they get banned. I mean, we have feedback system right now that you can leave, right? As, I mean, isn't hacking, yeah, well, hacking is one of the choices, right? Like, abusive chat and... Yeah, but you can't physically see it unless you're on the enemy team Mm -hmm. of them, or they're on the enemy team, because you don't actually see the wall hack. Yeah. You could just kind of guess at it, but in Overwatch, you're watching like a demo, or in CS, you're watching like literally a demo of this person playing. Oh, I see. So you're watching a full playthrough in their first-person perspective about what happens. Okay. 
All right, that's that's. But we don't have demos in the good. game, so. Yeah, I mean, I think it. That's probably the next step is to actually get re- replays and demos, and then, and then be able to maybe implement that. I agree, though. It'd be nice if we had our own system that we can, that could help them with this instead of. Them. I've never wait. I want to point out I've never ran into a hacker, and I've been playing like. Wow. six hours a day or something i have literally never encountered one and everyone on west coast says they see them all the time like people on east coast even say that they see them. i have literally never seen one i had a hacker in one of my games in like two or three of my games and he lost we actually beat him because how do you uh, know jason like because i saw him when i died snapping uh, to people's heads the entire oh, time oh, there's okay. some obvious okay, okay he, sure. was, he was aim hacking and we actually beat him in in a king of the hill <laughs> but the match before that the match after that we did draws Thank God. I can't remember his name off the top. It was like rank 32. Like he was super high already. Feels God, bad. There's a when you're hacking and you still know. lose, man. <laughs> Did you, any of you guys see the video of Timer? There was a clip. It was so funny. I think he was in Korea during season one. And like the team's trying to draw the map out. But you can't draw on payload maps because if the cart moves like half an inch, you can't like exactly tie. Right. So he, it's like at Israel, the end. Israel, like, thank you. Sorry. They're like trying to tie, and everyone thought that he was like being an ass. But like at the end, everyone's sitting on the cart, everyone's sitting on the cart, and I think Red Team thought that they were going to pull a fast one on them and like not let them push the cart at all. But Taimu comes out and pops whole hog while everyone's like AFK sitting on the cart and just caps and wins the game. But like if he hadn't, like everyone was calling him out and like making fun of him and chatting, saying like, oh my God, that's so BM. But like he did it because if he didn't do it, they would have lost to the cheating team. But everyone, (laughs) it was like, it's just such a funny thing that like, Players are actually forcing ties now in ranked, and like that's like a common thing. Oh, it's wow. very common okay. in Korea too. That yeah, we learned like, when we were there, like very you, common. Can I tell a story? Actually, I was playing in my 13-hour stream, and yeah. someone was stream sniping me and called out my comp to the enemy team, like on the enemy oh, really? team. Someone was stream sniping. <laughs> okay. So someone on the enemy team actually started throwing, so we would draw the match. Oh, that's. I guess like, that's cool. Some that's are just cool. Really good people, you know. Yeah, that's my positive story for the week. I yeah, it still sucks for the away. other people on their team too. So it's like he forced the draw. I was down. Oh, he forced the draw. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. The enemy cool. team okay. player that, went cool. bashing and just started shooting oh, the walls. That to brings force up the draw. that brings up a good thing too that somebody suggested. And I think it was either I think it was a competitive Overwatch subreddit, right? Right where there's a um, you know a draw mech. Uh, a, a a draw prompt that comes up if you guys want to force a draw or whatever um just if both teams agree to a draw you guys can have a draw uh, a lot of discussion about that because some people think it, it's a way to skirt certain maps and and things like that but overall i, I don't think it's a, a bad mechanic i, I actually kind of like that what do you guys think of it just depends on the amount of people you need required from each team like in cs mm-hmm. it's watch well, it's technically not a number it's a percent so when there's five people in the game you need four people to vote yes um how do you oh okay i see some people leaving and stuff like that you can okay. you can vote kick you can vote kick basically and you need mm-hmm. like four people to vote yes out of five and then if there's four people you need three out of four so basically like one under the max or whatever or one over the halfway right. point okay um i can see it working pretty well if you put the number at like five for overwatch if like five people from each team vote to draw like i don't want to sit there in a game that it's going to be a draw anyways because there's a cheater and have to wait you know what like 10 minutes, 15 minutes for the game to finish. Yeah, Especially you know, if you have like Dorado where you have to push the payload to force the draw. Yeah, I mean, my issue, I don't want to say my issue with that, but what would happen is people would just start queuing Volskaya and that would just be the instant. Yeah, true, there would be skirting with. maps, no question. And that and that's the biggest negative for doing it. Um, but I do like that 
sort of thing. You know, going down that route to try to, you know, just reset games, you know, games that start even on a bad note that's past the the timer, you know, that initial timer that resets games by I mean, automatically. So, um so it, it's something to consider. It's just how do you get around, you know, skipping maps and stuff. Hopefully if they ever well, not hopefully, but if they ever get to a a point where, you know, putting map preferences already a thing, then something like this would actually be a little uh, a much more accepted than it is right now. Yeah, I mean, there's ways, right? Like you just say, like, if five people report someone on their own team for hacking, maybe there's a problem. Yeah, right? exactly, right? <laughs> you know, like, that would be, that would be fun. That. Yeah. The only part that gets scary is if you have, like, a five-man queue. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they want to fuck over someone, right? And then yeah, they're like, it's, I don't know, like, I, I wouldn't be against it just because it'd be mm-hmm. nice to just move on already from the game, but there's definitely a lot of abuse. Yeah. There will be a bias. It's happening always a lot in abuse. Dota right now, actually. Like, oh, is it? A lot of the pro players this week have been getting low prio. I don't know, like, they don't know who's been reporting them, but there's like yeah. this like weird NA Dota pact where all the pros just keep winding up in low prio this week, and it's Was it actually Arteezy pretty bad. That got low priority. It's, it's not just Arteezy. It's like Arteezy <laughs> EE. Like half the streamers, like Sing Sing had it. Like half the streamers wow. are literally just getting low prio nonstop this week. Wow. But, okay. That's. It's just side effects, you know. I, I think I think Ice Frog winds up putting them on like a <laughs> exempt list eventually, but yeah, hopefully, yeah, problems obviously. Okay, let's talk about uh, team and player news. So, um, a few uh, players, you know, signing and you know changing rosters, and we got you know a little bit of uh, swapping of certain roles. Uh, start things off with Fnatic signs Hafikul. And I think a lot of us saw that coming. I don't, not much of a surprise. I don't know, any of you guys surprised about that? Happy no. carries, yeah. man. I mean, he's, yeah, been, well. he's been playing well for a long time now for, with them. So uh, good stuff. Uh, JKW no longer on the Complexities active roster. And we've seen, seen Winghaven sub for him, or at least playing for them in NGE. Any that kind of surprised me. Yeah, like I, I don't know. It just kind of surprised me. Like JKW seemed to be fine on the team. He was a good tank. Like I don't know exactly why he decided to do it. Was it a team decision? Was it his decision to like focus on something else? Pretty sure they cut him. Like I'm pretty sure that like all right. Oh, so really? There's been a lot of drama this mm-hmm. past two weeks. Like I'll touch on a little bit, but I'm pretty sure that they like asked him or like to sit out, and they were like trying out Winghaven. But then they released. So like they released JKW, but I'm pr- like. This is uh, um, don't shoot the messenger, but I talked to Too Easy last week, and he said that Winghaven might be playing with him on his new team, if that goes oh, through. Wow. Okay. So I'm not even sure if Cole knows that or who's like who's playing who right now. But there's like a weird thing there where I'm pretty sure I don't know if Winghaven's actually like on the complexity like he's so popular permanent man. list thing right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe but there's whatever, something. Man. Yeah, there might be some. Some Someone's interesting drama going on. Somebody's going to be screwed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he seems to be playing fine with complexity. I mean, complexity's been doing so-so in NG, but um, yeah, I, I think JKW was doing. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't feel like um, it was very clear that he was the weak point on their team. So I was just assuming it was personal things again. You know, just some kind of. Uh, I mean, it's always conflict. personal. Right? Yeah, some know. kind of personal conflict or personality conflict. But I would think that that's. Complexity is one of the one, like probably the only team right now that I would think that that wouldn't happen to because they have a coach and they have a manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it must have gotten to some weird bro- breaking point where someone just 
didn't want to play with someone else. I don't know. Yeah. That's the only reason I could give. Because I thought he was great. Like, I think JKW and Shake are probably, like, I think they're the two best players, or were the two best players on that team. Wow. Okay. Good deal. Uh, next bit of news, a uh, pretty big one. We've got Gods, who's been a free agent for, I don't know, weeks now, uh, joins C9, Cloud9, and Kai Kai, who was, you know, part of the roster, of course, is, um, well, it was announced that he was removed from the active roster, right? Or at least it sounded like he was benched to me. I like, I, I didn't know what was going on with Kai Kai, but then now we're hearing that he's temp coaching for envious over in Korea, or he is trying out to be coach over there. So obviously not just a benching. Uh, this is, is he officially not part of cloud nine now? Do you guys know? Um, Okay, this is a long story, actually. <laughs> so great. And I don't, I'm not, I don't know if I'm releasing too much, but the, he wasn't the only person that they were thinking. I, I'll just go and I'll say that he wasn't the only person they were thinking about removing. They've been trying to figure out who to remove actually for like the past couple of weeks. Oh wow! So they've okay. been trying out gods on actually different people's roles. It wasn't just Kai Kai's. So I think what happened was they decided that they were having the most success when he was replacing Kai Kai because they were having trouble. Obviously, I think they were losing mm-hmm. a lot of scrims from what I heard. Um, but for from Kai Kai's perspective, I think it makes a lot of sense to do what he did. Like, you yeah. don't want to coach your own team. I think that you want someone that's an outside a source. new voice. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah or mm-hmm. just like someone that you don't want to like promote your coworker to a boss. You know, that's kind of how I see it. So well, it's just the same voice that you've been hearing for a while now. So it's not necessarily going to rejuvenate the team or get the team going because it's the same voice, right? Yeah, that's true. And I think that maybe he had conflicting ideas of play style with other players, which is a normal thing in this game, actually. So Yeah. So interesting. Definitely very interesting seeing him go to Envious. That's like very weird to me because Kai Kai is obviously one of the original original members. And I don't know, I've always just seen him as a Cloud9 member. But uh, kudos to Gods. I, was, I mean, yeah. great for Gods. I was more surprised to see Kai Kai step out than to see him go to envious to coach like i know him and hulk are really good friends and he gets along really well with all of them but i was still just surprised to see kai kai step out because he was doing relatively well with the team mm-hmm. and the team had but some pretty good success just need a little bit more practice they have a lot of internal um personality conflicts uh, not, not like arguments just like the way i think that they have like way too many strong personalities on their team kind of the, like the same issue that i think like nrg ran into where like if one player says like, oh, we should make this play and then someone argues with them, then suddenly nobody is making the right plays because they're both thinking about the game differently. I think that that's kind of what it came down to. From Kai Kai's perspective, it's a good move, I think. Uh, like, I mean, I don't want to say this like negatively, but he's he'll, he'll find more success, I think, with the Envious roster. You know what I mean? Well, the Envious like from roster his, from like a monetary perspective and stuff. I mean, like, if he gets hired. Right. And he got lucky. I mean, like, Hart, what's his name? Tasmo's like one of the nicest people I think I've ever met. Like, that's Tasmo, just a great yeah, org, I think, to work awesome. for. He definitely is awesome. So, it's a great group of people. For well, sure. let's, talk, let's talk about gods joining C9. So, we've got, I don't know, I feel like we've got three guys now that juggle two spots. So, somebody's got to play flex in there between Mendo, Surefour, and gods. And I think they were talking about, yeah, just all of them just uh, trading off with the flex positions. How do you guys see this working out? Like, who's going to play DPS? Who's who's going to be playing flex most of the time, you think? I think that's maybe the power of the roster. You don't need necessarily someone playing a certain role. Yep. Like, one thing I always talked about in Counter-Strike um, was that the AWP, like the the big sniper rifle in the game, who can one-shot 
uh, opponents and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a sudden rise in Counter Strike of, of having two offers on your team, and from that, like whenever your main offer wasn't feeling comfortable that day, or the matchup wasn't working well for him, or he just wasn't hitting shots, then they would just switch over to the other offer, and he'd pick up the role, and then generally do better at that position. So maybe it comes mm-hmm. down to like what given day, what given map, what given opponent. Who's they hot switch that day, around. Pretty much. Yeah, like yeah. they have ridiculous good, ridiculously good McCree players. They have really ridiculously good Widowmaker players, Tracer players. Like it just depends on who's feeling it that day. Is how I think yeah. generally they would go. But obviously, they want to start with the baseline of like keeping certain roles, and then can expand once they get comfortable. I would think. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I know Flame might know better yeah, than Flame, I. Yeah, Flame. I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, the running joke is that they're waiting for No Hero Limit to come back. Just like another <laughs> oh my meta. god. Okay. But um, no. Yeah. But seriously, I think that it's more the strength of Mendo, um, because I think he shot calls probably best out of anyone on that team. I guess from what I know. So like maybe putting him on flex would make the most sense because I think that he's not really uncomfortable on a hero. I don't think Surefire is either, but I think like you would obviously rather his hit scan over anything. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, I guess from God's for like it's a toss up as to whether or not that makes the team better or worse. I guess because you might have more strong personalities now or like equivalently strong. I don't know how strong God's personality is in game in terms of like shot calling and stuff, mm-hmm. but um, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Well, what so, I heard about God's and with the energy breakup, it wasn't his in game that was causing him problems that eventually led to that, it was his out of game stuff. Yeah. So, oh, hopefully, like maybe that was kind of like a nice little sign for him and he was able to fix some of those problems like it's not it's not my job to release information but that's generally what i heard yeah i mean i knew that i just mean like from in-game standpoint it seems like a weird pickup right like you pick up someone that maybe like i guess you don't want a flex player anymore really or you don't want like a dedicated quote-unquote like off tank you know what i mean like Mm. you don't want someone that's relic like stuck on zarya or something because it hurts your team I think it's like hurting a lot of teams right now, actually. So, yeah, you want you definitely want like, flexible players. It might work out for them. Like when you look at the way Envious plays, like they have triple hit scan, arguably. Yeah. So. I mean, to be fair, like what I heard today, I did an interview with Zappis. He was saying there's a lot of like three DPS or two two two, or still triple take setups on PTR when they scrim people. So if triple DPS comes around, like like you said, that's that's triple a fucking scary DPS. team. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's get there, please. That would be awesome to see. Um, speaking of which, you know, uh, speaking of which, you know, uh, ba- talk about balance here. Uh, obviously, the balance uh, segment of the show. Captain Planet came out with a meta report um, earlier today, or maybe late last night. I, I just saw it today, uh, and you know, I obviously love this meta report. We've had Captain Planet on here before, and a lot of it is pertaining to NGE, which um, you know, obviously isn't every you know bit of competitive uh, overwatch right now but it's definitely interesting to see what what people have been playing and uh what do you guys did you guys get a chance to look at this meta report and what are you guys thinking because you know he he leads off by even talking about just farah you know we're seeing a little bit more farah and, and we did you know ng we definitely saw you know like mangachu being pretty effective with with farah in, in some of those matches uh any thoughts i mean uh, you go you go you go it just seems, I don't know, it seems about right. It seems like people are kind of fed up with playing the tanks, like the standard three, four-man tanks, and playing, for instance, like the Tracer pick, the the Farah pick, the Genji, which can work decently well against the heavy tank setup, since there's nothing that can really kill him easily. It seems like kind of what we expected when we saw, not necessarily changes in the game, but changes within the meta itself. Like with 
people kind of adapting and, and learning like what they can and can't do. The chaser pick, like that's like to be that much higher than soldier, first of all. Yeah, that's crazy. It's pretty surprising, but I think people are realizing like how damn strong Pulse Bomb is. It's I mean, more of like the Diva Roadhog Zarya though. Like yeah. Zarya Diva both seventy nine percent and Roadhog's yeah. at fifty two. Which I don't know if that's just due to the caliber of teams necessarily playing in the in the tournament or how comfortable they are or how uncomfortable they are playing with a Roadhog or don't have a Roadhog player, but that's really I surprising mean, to me to see Roadhog at a lower percent. Yeah. That's, I mean Zarya and Diva really should be on tier A here. <laughs> I mean they're literally one percent lower than they what what it should be. I don't know the map percentages. The thing with NGE is that it was very, I don't want to say it's skewed data, but it's misleading because of the fact that the map pool doesn't change every day. You know what I mean? Like one day it's the same map pool over and over. So like if you get a King's Row day, your Farah will go up and a Hanzo will go up. And if you get like Ilios a lot, your Roadhog might go down and your Tracer goes up. And I think that that's where we were. It might have been Nepal this week. I don't remember, but depending on the maps like teams running quad tank i think if you see quad tank now or may if you see zarya instead of 76 which is happening a lot then like farah becomes really good but that only works on certain maps and then like depending on the map tracer becomes really good so it's hard to tell because i think that there should have been map data along with this maybe there is and I just yeah, yeah. It, it, it was temple of anubis yeah. 66 watch mm-hmm. point gibraltar hollywood king's row nepal yeah. like yeah. the maps in the pool this day and I think like AKM's been running Tracer exclusively, so he's buffing up that number a lot. I'm actually surprised the McCree number is so so low. I feel like we're seeing some more McCree, more than four percent. Um, maybe that's more from the Apex games than than these games. But um, yeah, it's been it's surprising for me to see that Tracer number. I, I didn't realize it was that high. Holy crap! Yeah, Tracer's powerful. I mean, yeah. Pulse Bomb gets rid of Mech Suit pretty quickly a free pick on reinhardt sometimes if you can get it it's good combo. we've been swimming we've been seeing tracer on i think we saw tracer on even king's row like in some of those apex yeah, AZK has literally yeah, just been sitting on it the entire yeah, week yeah and it's, it's working for liquid but or yeah for liquid i mean i think we even see, saw some in apex too so it, it's it's um it's really great to see this kind of change happening right now uh I'm, and i'm is it in in anticipation of the upcoming changes, or is this like a natural evolution of what was there? Also, I think, la- all right, so last week, I think actually people were screaming PTR in anticipation that PTR was going to drop last week. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that the same thing might have happened with OGN last night. Yeah. Um, yeah, what okay. the hell is with the OGN picks? Jesus Christ. Which is, which is, what, which is what I think happens. So um, Tracer definitely becomes better next patch because number one like you can shred divas now pretty reliably and you won't get like 1.0 hooked by roadhog as often like if you blink it's not going to pull you through a wall anymore um so i think that hero stock is going to start going up but Mm -hmm. in terms of teams running dive comp i mean back to the original point of like dragon blade just wins like it doesn't matter how how tanky your lineup is like a nano boosted dragon blade can just shred your entire team if like you get it off so i think that was more or less last night's matches but yeah i don't know well why don't we just jump into some of the events you know uh, it's just balanced well, talk and sorry no no, no hold on hold okay, on ahead, sure. before we yeah. jump into to apex as well because yeah. or into the events because going along with the meta report i'm curious to see what it would have been for for apex because we saw a ton of reaper may 
we saw a lot of, a lot of Reaper, but also a lot of Reaper May again. In wait, which which in event? Apex. In Apex, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I and I was just like, "What the hell's going on? Is this like last patch from Reaper, uh, Reaper May was like the thing?" But like on the CP maps, like Temple of Anubis, we had like two Reapers. I remember seeing from both teams. There was a Winston on one side. Yeah, and then like they played single healer hulk winston which they do on like some maps so and that forced the reaper to come out from the other side and then i think taimu noticed that they didn't have a 76 or a mccree on the side of it's on MVP. Nimbus, right? we're talking yeah Nimbus, it was on mvps right? yeah. yeah so then when they got to the second point there was no mccree or 76 so taimu went reaper to counter the reaper and reaper's also just good at stalling out the point because you get that little Phasing. little burst of phase walk where you don't have to care about anything going on around you but i mean they got cleaned up actually but I think that that was why that happened. Yeah, we saw all kinds of things actually on the Apex yeah. matches. It's it's definitely great to those uh, get a to talk players, about. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's get there in just a second, but let's talk about NGE just uh, just to kind of start off. NGE starting up again this um, actually today, actually maybe even right now. No, it's uh, an hour and a half. Yeah, maybe an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, generally, Jason, did you get catch up on a lot of these matches or? Or I got get to a watch quite a few of them, yeah. Okay. Yeah, what are, your um, thought, what are your thoughts just, you know, with a lot of these teams? Because obviously a lot of the top teams are over there in Korea, so it's kind of cool to have this this set of teams playing each other. Uh, what, what are your thoughts so far? I was just pretty damn impressed with Kungarna in general. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. basically leading the pack, and they have this ridiculous full push on Watchpoint Gibraltar with only a minute into the second, or <laughs> right. one minute after finishing in overtime, and they full pushed against Renegades. Who that like was played was played <laughs> extremely well the entirety of, of these round robin stages until I guess this week uh, or this last week. But I don't know, they, they really surprised me. They're really coming together as a team and they're really kind of showing how deep I guess the talent pool can be in North America, which is something Europe's lacking without any tournaments. Yeah, I mean, look at this standings right now. Like I think a lot of people wouldn't have predicted the standings to be like this um to date. And yeah, Kangarn has been been definitely one of those teams. Immortals obviously playing great too i mean just a solid you know i don't i don't know if they're playing like you know amazing if you compare them to something like envious but um definitely just really solid generally speaking flame what do you think overall just mm, with the i mean hungarna they have i don't know how michael does it but his mech suits are like probably the highest value mech suits in the honestly <laughs> what do you mean right by now. that but in that tournament yeah. like he he throws the self-destruct and like it always gets a killer too Oh, I see. And it's I like see. reliably yeah. without any setup or anything. Like he, I feel like he just goes into a server and practices the exact drop locations to get them in like this optimal spot or something. Yeah. But they won a few games just off the back of his self-destructs. So they're looking good. Um, the Renegades full hold or full push thing, I think, was a combination of Renegades throwing. Yeah. Um, they tried to do like the spawn camp fight, which don't do that i could do i could do like an i could do like an hour video on why you shouldn't do that especially when you only have a minute like right. really risky didn't pay off and then they got slammed lg looks very good i have not seen like their record doesn't look so impressive they're only four and three but as from a team perspective and like a individual player perspective i think that they're starting to look pretty scary as an na team because i think this is like the first time that they've played since like the roster switches, or this is mm-hmm. the first tournament that they've shown up in since they made the three-way trade. Um, FaZe obviously having a rough time with my yeah. EA. I mean, overall, I feel like all the teams except for Citizen 7 are pretty close. I mean, 
these games, uh, these matches have all been pretty tight and very, very competitive. I don't know what, if your your thoughts are the same thing right now. I mean, you're, you're you're talking about Luminosity looks like super good right now, but you know, you know, their record doesn't show that quite yet. You know that they're that they've been outperforming all these other teams. I know it's early on, and it's just kind of like what you're saying. But overall, like right this moment, I feel like all these teams could win this event right now. Like all eight of these or seven of these teams, or maybe six of these six. teams, yeah, could could win this event. And that's awesome to see. It's awesome to have an event where you have literally so much parity. Well, there's one team that can't at the moment. Because complexity is, like, basically out right Are now. Are they? Okay, I wouldn't they sure if they like, win every game and then, like, hope, they, like, Renegades and Luminosity lose all their games. They still got a hope, like, Liquid and Renegades lose all their games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm, I don't know. It's not that... I don't know what the schedule looks like, but the gap is like Immortals is six and one. So like you assume that they're not going to throw their way out. If like any of these teams beat Kungarna, I don't know if they still have to play each other or how that's going to work. Cause it's double round Robin each stage. Right. I'm pretty sure. I think, I believe so. I believe it's double round Robin. I believe they play each team twice. So, I mean, complexity could just win. Like, if Kungarna like loses to these teams enough, complexity could just come out on top, depending on how this works. No, it's it's yeah, single run robin. I'm just well, it doesn't matter, right? I you just have to be double, top though. four. Okay. Well, anyways. No, I'm looking through the matches on okay. Wikipedia, but like, even if like Immortals lost every game, I think they're still gonna and complexity won every game. I think they're still gonna be better than. I don't know. Does map score come into account or point score come into account when it comes the, to picking the teams with round robin? It's tiebreaker, the, right? It's it's tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. No, no, I mean, like, so, for instance, Mortals, they're 12 and 4 on maps, so they're, like, positive 8 in terms of points, whereas, like... No, I, I think 10. it's, I think it's, like, again, I think it's just okay. uh, um, a tiebreaker. The record's the most important. And then if you go, like, look at the 4 and 3 guys, right, then they would look at the best, um, you know, winning or whatever percentage in terms of the, the maps won. I mean, it's, like, it's still, yeah, it's still every, anyone's chance. Like, they each play five matches more. Yeah. yeah. So there's still a chance, but... I don't know. Complexity has to come up pretty big today. I feel like, or like, because they play, they play uh, Liquid and Immortals to or, and Immortals today. So they're playing against number three and number one team. How do you think Complexity is playing? I mean, this is. I feel like when I'm watching Complexity right now during this event, it's it's so much different than that Complexity we were watching at MLG. Like the Complexity, I there were a lot of high hopes for Complexity going in MLG. A lot of people were. We're very high on them after like scrimming against them. I think most player, I think most teams were saying that Complexity might have been one of the hottest teams actually going into um, into the MLG event, you know, offline at least. And um, you know, I was expecting big things for Complexity in this tournament, and seeing them, you know, right now in fifth place or uh, sixth place is really shocking to me. I mean, when you lose a player, yeah, and it's your tank player, and he's probably one of the best tanks in NA. Then I mean, obviously you're going to do worse. Yeah, that's true. And what's interesting is that one of their losses is to FaZe. Not <laughs> yeah, to the which... top teams, but it's because Too Easy was on the FaZe roster when they lost to Complexity, or when they beat Complexity. So one of FaZe's two wins is actually against Cole, which makes them look worse, I think, than it seems. I don't know. Like, if they had beaten FaZe, they'd be 4-3, and three and they'd be tied. So they're not super out. It's just I feel like you can't just, like, cut your tank player and expect results, which is why Renegades dropped. Renegades was, like, undefeated, I mm-hmm. think, until last week. Yep. And they, like, decided to bench main of Snow mid-tournament, and then they lose, like, every game that week except for, like, one or two. Well, especially so, for complexity, too. Like, you're putting in a tank who went from, like, 20 MS to, like, 130 MS. Yeah. When really locking Earth Shatter yeah. is 
massive in, yeah. in the current meta, and JKW seldomly ever let Earth Shadows get through. Sure. So that's also a really rough thing for him to to have to like adapt to the ping and somehow block like the most crucial ultimate in the game at the moment, or well, yeah. one of the most crucial ultimates. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. catch lots of a lot of matches actually in this week. So definitely be sure to to catch that as this kind of rounds out into the the final stages of this tournament. I feel like it's been going on forever now. <laughs> these these it tournaments. And it, it's, how many weeks has it been now? It's was been it the qualifiers was in December, if I'm not mistaken. Like yeah, the early December. Was in December. Yeah, it wasn't late November, right? It was. It was actually in December. So it's the week before MLG. Okay, so like the first week of. Okay, so. We're we're going on five weeks now. And I'm not gonna complain though. Like if yeah. this if this wasn't happening, what the hell? Would <laughs> I know there'd be literally nothing. Two Apex matches a day. Like it's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and, and again, we're about to be done. We're actually about like you say that, but it's gonna the well's about to run dry in two days. Well, we'll like, see what kind of events get announced. Like things seem to just pop up like a week or two before uh, we, you know events happen. Do we know what's happening with the offline finals, by the way, for that? I see it's like San Antonio, but I don't know if that's confirmed. Oh, for NGA? Ooh, San Antonio, yeah. really? But I don't, I don't know if I'm at liberty. I mean, I'm, I, I heard it's going to be... <laughs> no, no, I mean, well, I, it, it's rumored that it might be at PAX. Really? Because wow. PAX South is that same weekend, I think. That would that make sense. sense. But right? I don't that know if that's sense. confirmed. That would be interesting. It'd be hey, odd to have PAX an event at PAX. Like, I mean, it's like the last weekend of January or something. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So then, like, they have to finish this and then book all the travel and hotels, and it's next week. It's I two believe. weeks for four. It's like two weeks of time, and they have four teams. So it's not. I mean, it's it's not super a lot, but it, I think I mean? PAX is next week. Yeah, it's next <laughs> week. So um, that next week you mean like the twenty seventh, right? Like, yeah. 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 So okay it, well, it, it says january right like there's only a week left anyway. that's true so i don't yeah it's not that's this true. weekend obviously so it, it has to be next weekend but that's why i think it's in san antonio okay well it'd be kind of cool to, it would be pretty cool to see a, a you know a big esport event at pax we we definitely don't see that often and especially at pax south we don't really see that at all because it, it tends to be the smallest Dude. one I'm jealous though. If you're going to pack South, all that barbecue. Oh my god, dude! I love San. You know, I'm from you're Austin. Right? So, Jason, like, you're on I know exactly. I know. You couldn't eat it anyways. What are you talking about? I would make an exception. I yeah. would go on the break. <laughs> oh no, it, it's definitely you, great, good stuff. <laughs> Pulled. I would like literally have a plate of that next to me while I was casting, and whenever the guy next to me was casting, I'd just sit there eating the whole time. What pulled pork? Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, shoot, you got to go to Austin, one of the events in Austin, Jason. We, we got to meet up and take you to some good stuff, man. Um, Gain 10 pounds. Exactly, you will. I promise you, you will, for sure. It's crazy good. Okay, well, let's move on to Apex uh, Season 2. So uh, the season just started with the first two matches. Um, but before that, they announced the teams. So why don't we take a look at the, uh, the teams first, and then we'll uh, talk about it. Uh, four Western teams are actually or have been invited and um you know just like last time each of the the western teams are in different brackets so actually did they put them in the same brackets last time i can't remember now but anyways each of the four teams are in different groups this time around so we at least won't be seeing them playing each other until they get out of the groups and um looking at all the groups i mean group b just stands out it's like wow <laughs> that group is crazy stacked 
Like, if you would have thrown Envious in there, probably instead of Misfits, it would just be bloodbath, like crazy, best, some of the best teams in the world, all in the same group. Um, but overall, what, what are you, what's your thoughts on the groups, uh, Jason? Poor Misfits. <laughs> Poor what? Misfits. They can't escape when it's a Kai. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? <laughs> they keep playing them over and over. I was, on, I was on Twitter, like, I don't know, last week, and Alicus, he's like, I think, like, the GM or what a president of Misfits, he DMs me and he's like, I'm tilted. No, like I don't even really talk to him that much, but I think I tweeted out something about like the groups not being announced. He's like, I'm tilted. I was like, why? He's like, my group is ridiculous, but it's not announced yet. He's like, just wait. And then I waited for the announcement, and I was like, oh my god, like, sorry, dude. <laughs> sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, oh, there was man. a big backlash, like in Korea, for this. I think that they got a lot of. Um, I think there was like an uproar, actually. I mean, there was a thread about it. I didn't go too deep into it, but I think that the Korean fans were pretty mad about the way that Group B was so stacked. Oh, they they like it spread out more, I guess, with their teams. Well, like you would, ex- you could argue that any of those three teams, like Blue Misfits and Lunatic High, could arguably like make it to the finals. Yeah, like depending on the day. So, or they wanted to at least see. But if you're Misfits now, losing yesterday, it's you have to beat Lunatic High now, or you're just out. Like, well, I mean, Crown Blue... Robin doesn't give you a lot of room to jo- like wiggle. Yeah, I mean, Blue looked really good yesterday <laughs> against Misfits. So, um, yeah, I mean, having to beat Luna Takai is going to be pretty tough. I, I haven't seen Africa, I, mean, I haven't seen AFR much. I mean, obviously, I've seen AFB, but um, have you guys seen Red play a, a bunch? Okay, yeah, so I, that, that's a question mark for me. I have no idea how, how good or bad um, that team is. Um, but we can talk about some of the other groups, uh, you know, Envious. I think a lot of people thought Envious was an, an easy group, but then we saw the first match between MVP and them, and it was a great match. They, I mean, to be fair, right, they haven't practiced in like a month and a half. True, like, but, I'm yeah. not going to take that one too harshly. Also, to I mean, to add on to what you're saying, it was Ilios and Anubis. So if there was ever a map you're going to lose when you might have thought you were going to win, it's those two maps. Okay, sure, but they had an epic... Uh, they had an epic game on King's Road. That was like a phenomenal game. Yeah, that that was an awesome map. Uh, And, I mean, watching MVP, they they impressed me, at least uh, watching them. Their alt economy is probably the best I've seen in a long time. Mm -hmm. Like, in terms of just how well, like, their defense was very well thought out, and they played very accordingly, I think. Yeah, and spoilers, if you guys don't want to uh, know the results... Just stop listening right now because I'm gonna I'm gonna say the results. Uh, all right, give me a chance to mute. Uh, NDS ended up winning three two, but they were down two one at one point, so they actually had to come back and win the last two maps to to beat MVP. But um, you know, it's definitely good for them that they they ended up doing that, and they should get through the groups now. I mean, BK Stars might be a, a bit tough, but Meta Anthena, you know, you guys know anything about that team? They're scary, actually. Are they? Okay, I don't know yeah. anything about them. They were like called the Meta, I think, or they went by the Meta, like that was their team name. <laughs> yeah, and I think that they got sponsored for this event. I don't know. I, I talked to Taimu last week before he flew out, and he was saying like, "There's a team that no one's ever heard of with all these players, no one's ever heard of, and they're very good." Okay. I think it's them. So, I mean, I wasn't impressed with BK Stars last season, so I'm hoping I want to see more of MVP Infinity, but I, I'm curious as to how good this Meta team is. Yeah, uh, Cloud 9s group. It's got um, KU in it and AFB, so definitely some experienced teams in there. So it'll be good to see how C9 does against them. Conbox too. Yeah, Conbox is actually um, Conbox played in China, right? Or did they? 
No, 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 they didn't. They didn't. Okay, no. All For right. me, it's more like Cloud9 getting uh, Korean experience. The only one team that had it was Surefor at BlizzCon, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, Adam as well. I mean, yeah. you could argue that the Korean World Cup team was better than Lunatic High, so <laughs> it's hard to tell. You <laughs> know, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's possible. Definitely possible. I'm more worried about like Cloud9 getting swarmed with girls, though. Like, they have a, a pretty attractive team. Like, Reinforce gets swarmed. Wow. Get wow. <laughs> the things you get to get swarmed. And those two yeah, man. I, I've, I've seen at some events, I'm not going to name any names, yeah. where women do ruin the performance of a team because some of the players are out busy in Overwatch with them or in another game? Practice. Yeah. In, in Overwatch. Yeah. Overwatch okay. and other games. Stay away 100% from girls I've seen Atlanta, guys. Okay. Yeah. Girls. Well, I remember Killer of NIP. NIP and CSGO, I don't know if they still have this clause in their contract, but they're not allowed to have their girlfriends or any women with them for the entirety of the event. Like, they're not allowed to sleep in the same room. So they actually sleep like, with their teammates so they can stay focused. I think that's a, that's a normal thing, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So is there is there a clause where you can't let, let's just say there's a female player you can't date players either? I mean I don't think it'd be the smartest move anyways. I know, but I'm just saying there's, it'd be interesting there's even a clause. Two easy steps. So. A, yeah, that's true. <laughs> two two easy steps. No internal. Funny. It's like yeah. a fraternity. You don't date brothers or whatever. <laughs> you don't break. There's probably other reasons why people don't usually date brothers though in fraternities. But um, okay, fanatic. Uh, they've got uh, KP and their. They're at Kongdu Panthera, which is a team that a lot of uh, the Western players were saying like were awesome in scrims, just never had any results in any of the events. That was before Korea, yeah. They lost Bishop because mm -hmm. he couldn't be there due to issues. Mm -hmm. So they looked like a terrible team when they played IM, but we definitely heard the same things about them. Yeah, so it'd be good to see them uh, you know, getting a chance to run against Fnatic and Runaway and Flash Lux. So it's a solid group of teams in this uh, season of Apex. Really excited to get a chance to see how, how it plays out. It's going to be good. What did you guys think of the um, the LW Blue Misfits match? So, again, spoilers, guys. Give you a second. Uh, LW Blue ended up winning 3-1 over Misfits. And, I don't know, it looked pretty... They looked like they did it pretty handily, in my opinion, when I was watching it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Any I intriguing match? I like where like yep, Misfits got this really weird comp and uh, Sabiobi got like dumpstered in the beginning by <laughs> Manhattan on Widowmaker. But to like adapt their style to what they saw all of a sudden was really well done. I think that's like a really promising sign of the team. Because that was such a weird comp to come win with. That was like Winston, um, Genji, Widowmaker, Mercy, Farah, and I can't remember last Lucio, last one for Zava. Like that's it's not a very standard comp you're going to see when playing, right? Yeah, I don't know. I heard mixed reviews. I fell asleep during this because it was at like I don't know, really early my time. It was like five a.m. But I just like I'm pretty sure that they ran off meta things. Like I think they tried the lunatic high comp with the tracer Genji Widow, and it just mm -hmm, didn't yep. work. But they stayed on it like stubbornly, and then wound up losing. And I mean, you can't really get away with that. So they were just maybe maybe experimenting with some things. You think? Well, so, uh, the, the way the maps work out, if you if you mess up one of your like modes that you're really should be winning i guess or that you think you should be winning it really can backfire like imagine if envious had lost the payload map yesterday like it would have been a different result and i think that that's sure. kind of what happened to misfits yesterday where they just got swarmed by the luxury watch dive comp and couldn't respond to it correctly or weren't doing things themselves correctly i don't know 
I have to watch that. How how do you think this looks looked overall? Because I still think they're still getting into into form just with the new roster. Even though we've been saying that for a few weeks now, but well, even reinforced tweeted out like they they could have won that match. There was just some problems within the team and like how they played. Like Mm, I don't know, they they seem to have played better back when we saw them at IEM when they played like a kind of more of a normal style, but they seem to want to bring their own style to the mix by all these like weird picks and weird comps it's just not working yet all right um well let's see who's next actually in the matches do you guys know the next couple matches that are going to be shown here um i can tell you in a second yeah let me see i just don't involve c9 and Fnatic. yeah I, i'm almost positive we'll have c9 and Fnatic involved i mean they, they kind of have to right get it going or maybe they break it uh, up maybe it's just Cloud c9. spirit versus cloud nine Okay. okay, that's a good start. And Panthera versus Fnatic. Ooh, okay, I, I'm going to see that one. That one's going to be I think they good. both need to win. I, round Robin is so do or die, man. You have to win your first match, I think. Like, yeah, you have two to. Two wins is good enough. Three wins, like, one win is not good. So <laughs> it's scary. Like, Misfits is already against the wall right now, arguably. Yeah. We got, <laughs> it's going to be tough, actually. But it'll be pretty epic if they get through. Hopefully they get noticed, it together. Though? I'd love to see Misfits just get it together during like mid-tournament and and make a good run. I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are on like how long this league tournament is. It ends in April. <laughs> it well, we know it. Like, it's like two months. I feel we know that. I, str- I mean, I have a strong opinion, I guess, and it's not. I mean, it's not a bad one. It's just like I I don't I, I don't know how you feel because you cast full time, but as someone who like is looking for things to do. Like, as a streamer, I don't even stream, like, the gameplay that much. Like, I'm more about just doing the VODs. And, like, when there's not that many VODs, it really makes my life worse, I guess. And not knowing what's going to happen with tournaments. Because I like NGE. Like, I'm down with them. But the fact that, like, three teams got shuffled in last minute and now there's not going to be any NA tournaments with, like, arguably the top four or, like, three teams at the event for three more months is kind of weird. Um, it, I mean, generally monopolizing, I guess the, the top teams, you know, and we're looking into the future, right? We're looking in the future where we're going to have an overwatch league. They're going to have all the teams for six months and then we'll have three months to play with maybe five months to play or sorry, six months, five, five months to play with, let's just say, um, definitely not a huge fan of, of organizations nabbing the top teams up and, you know, having, just uh, other events have to just like uh, I guess mix and match or try to get the rest of the teams, you know, second tier, tier two teams, just for lack of a better name, or even tier three teams. Um, that's definitely tough. At the same time, I think it's good to have a little bit of that because again, you get to showcase these teams. These teams get a feeling of winning. You know, like winning is a big deal. You know, what I mean, like you have to be successful to actually ha- get enough confidence to continue on and, and continue into the next phase where you're challenged and you're beat. And then you, you know, kind of continue getting, be- you know, better. I've always been a huge advocate of that. And I think it's good to have a little bit of it, but to your point, uh, flame, I, I think, yeah, I-, I wish apex was a little shorter. Uh, and you know, it's like maybe six weeks, you know, maybe five weeks, six weeks, that would be like the max for me, but we're talking about two months, solid months. And, they're in Korea too. They're nowhere close, you know. Yeah, to, it's, to it's just it's, it's it's rough. I mean, they're working with a TV studio, so they have a obviously a set time slot. Like they yeah. have to work around that. And it, it's not a bad thing. It's just from my perspective, it makes 
the scene just a little weirder, a little and more, more stagnant. Unstable. It's a little yeah, more I stagnant. I mean, like you're seeing a lot. Of, you've, there's been more roster swaps in the past two weeks, and there probably have been in the past like six months. But I think it has a lot to do with the fact that nobody feels pressured by tournaments. But yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't, I don't know. Right. Go, Jason. <laughs> Go. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, why don't we? Um, why don't we? We've gotten some emails, uh, but before we get to emails, I do want to give a shout-out to some of the folks on iTunes. Um, for those of you who don't know, the overview is available on iTunes as well as other audio channels like Google Podcast and Stitcher and SoundCloud. And um, do want to give a shout-out to some of the folks on iTunes that have left some five-star reviews and some awesome uh, words for us or just comments that uh, make us feel good, but also help other folks that are looking for Overwatch podcasts, find us. So a big shout out to Johnny Destructive, Moonbeam, um, Mark, MCP, Angry Birds Are Greedy, and Kick Kick 130. Uh, it's the best way to help us out right now, guys. So if you do listen to it on iTunes or you do have an iTunes account and enjoy the overview, go and leave us a five-star review. It would be amazing if you do. Uh, but let's move on to some Q&A. We've got some emails this week, which is really, really cool. Uh, from a teammates and actually this is when we got last week play but it just works out perfectly because i saved it for this week and yet you're on this week in flames recent analysis of ptr update he mentioned that there's an underlying problem in overwatch between damage and healing he said that dps characters do damage f- uh, uh, to other dps heroes but do not do enough damage to tanks mostly due to the constant healing they receive as a solution he recommended an overall nerf to healing and buff to damage any thoughts so I'll ask Jason this first, given that we flame you. Yeah, I want to clar- clarify, though, before yeah. he goes, that I never said buff damage. I said nerf both. Nerf both. Okay. Jason, what do you think? I, I thought we were just going to flame just, you know, go on to this one. I think I was going to have to answer that one. No, well, it was meant for us, I mean, given that flame's analysis of it, right? So I mean, do you want me to say my thoughts and then you can respond? So, so is <laughs> it, is, I guess the argument is based off you're killing damage to those too quickly and tanks too slowly. So by nerfing damage and nerfing healing, you can not kill damage dealers as quickly? Well, like, my logic is the problem isn't so much the tanks are overpowered. It's the fact that tanks are, like, the only things right now that you can reliably heal because everything else just gets exploded. Right. So yeah, like if I'm, if I'm, yeah, So, like, if you play a defensive McCree, there's no way for you to, like, make sure that he doesn't get insta-gibbed by a Roadhog or two-shot by an enemy McCree. So, like, Anna never really gets a chance to heal that McCree... And then Zenyatta doesn't like, you know what I mean? Like you're either being actively healed or you're dead. And that's kind of the way the game is right now. I don't know. I, I wonder think though, that's isn't, that, problem. isn't that supposed to be like the downside of play to DPS? Like Tracer has 150 HP. You're not supposed to be able, she's not supposed to be able to survive like a lot of damage. Well, Tracer has no ability, right? Like I, I think Tracer is like the exception. I'm talking like more like the McCree 76 Reaper-esque kind of things where like if you turn a corner into a flashbang, you're just kind of dead. There's no like... Right. anti-heal for you or like if 76 two taps your head and shoots a rocket you're just kind of dead as most heroes i hmm like i think I, that the issue is that there's no skirmishing it's just kind of like for dps classes in general it's like there's right. no there's not enough skirmish it's mostly like first click wins arguably i don't know that, that was first, first hook right or now. first hook yeah. or first yeah, stuns I mean, or whatever I it think, is yeah i think something like this can be mitigated like that's obviously one way of doing it, but like, what about adding a hero who could instantly, like, shield someone? I don't know. Like, obviously, you have Zarya, right? But like, what if there's a support that could, um, like, pull someone to you, like, on your team, or like, offer a shield or overhealing? I don't know. Like, that's that's something that I'd have to like literally sit and think about for a little bit to think about like the ramifications of 
nerfing one, nerfing both. Like, it also challenges the whole mindset of do you should you expect like a uh, a hero like McCree to survive like a combo from someone? Like, even if it is a McCree, if he flashbangs and headshots you, isn't that isn't that like a level of skill as well to be able to pull that off, or is it too reliable of a thing so it shouldn't necessarily happen? I don't know. That's that's like a really mm-hmm. hard question to answer. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, all I wanted, my my only like thought was like just nerf headshot damage, and maybe the game would be a lot different, mm. just across the so board. Just make like, it harder to kill people, or at least harder slightly. to kill DPS plus characters. Like, I mean, you can re you can rebalance everyone's damage. So like, there's like some maybe you have to like bring up someone else's damage. Like maybe McCree's left click needs to go up a little bit because the headshots are less valuable. I was just more saying like, if a McCree in the seventy six turn a corner, it's more or less who shot first. As opposed to like who can position themselves. I mean, obviously positioning is a big thing, but if you're outside of a Reinhardt shield right now, you're all you're usually just dead. I know For some big reason, I, know I think a World of Warcraft like arena when it comes to this. Like in early arena, it wasn't about surviving for a long time and having these half hour fights. It's about like who could burst someone down the quickest. And then like later on in World of Warcraft, it became of like who can outlast the other opponent longest. It wasn't more about bursting. It was just like kind of who can last the longest in a fight and kind of outplay in the long run against someone well it's all the little i, I gotta see something similar to this yeah it's all the little things like you you want all the little minute details to really add up to you know a win versus just sudden things that sometimes can be lucky you know as skilled as these guys are sometimes it can be a lucky shot or a lucky whatever and then it just you know caps somebody and it just completely swings swings a fight i think it generally it is better to have the players show like skill for a longer period of time as in these these fights, these team fights, these mat, these skirmishes, and it's fun to watch too. Like we actually get a chance to see how badass these guys are. And, and, well, look at uh, World Cup with like Taimu, right mm-hmm. on Dorado, where he got like four headshots at the end of Fetty right. by himself. Right. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hundred percent there. I just think like the the weird balance between I, I'm down with Roadhog instigating people. I'm not like saying we should nerf Roadhog again. I'm just saying like. Obviously, you can outplay Roadhog with positioning. I just meant more like there's no real way to like. I I don't feel like Anna gets the same value out of healing a McCree. Like I don't think she'll ever get that value, or like even Mer- like Zenyatta to an extent right now. So like you wind up in this weird yeah. spot where heroes are kind of dependent on the healers because like the healers are more effective with certain like. I don't, there's like a whole flow chart I think in my head that I can't really explain in words without <laughs> a long winded explanation. But right. I think it was more or less the fact that most firefights are over within like a second between DPS classes. I, I think you're onto something. It, there's definitely some tweak. I don't think it's far off. Like, I think it's pretty close. It's just, there could be some, a little bit of tweaking there for sure. Uh, all right. Diego a, uh, this last question, we're actually running out of time here. Uh, but he, um, asks, there are, there are some problems in the current state of the competitive community. And there's been a lot of talk about, you know, just CP two CP maps and replays, things like even map, you know, just uh, map bands and, and proper stats and things like that. Uh, and his question is, do you guys think that all of these things will find its way into the Overwatch or will find its way into the game before the Overwatch League comes out? And if not, which of these features do you think Blizzard's most, uh, Blizzard's highest, I guess, um, has as the highest priority right now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why there's no reason I could possibly see with the amount of time they have and the amount they're still working on the Overwatch League that all of these little features aren't going to be done by them. Like, they have to be. You cannot launch 
a league like this with having sports investors of multi-million dollar, billion dollar teams into this league and not be prepared to this extent? Yeah, Flame? okay. Uh, Flame? Yeah, I mean, I hate being the naysayer. It's just, I actually get scared personally about like the longevity. Like sometimes I come off as like super toxic or angry at like the game or the developers or something, but it's mostly, I'm, I'm actually just like afraid. And like, I've been afraid since last year and I'm not super afraid now because like I know the esports team is like super hardworking and I love all of them. But when you get to the nitty gritty of like the inner game workings, it gets a little scary. Like the uh, the vision that like the esports team has, like Nate and like everyone on like under him is like very good and like I love all of it. But when you get like when like what Jason's saying, like if you don't have replays and stuff and like in game spectating, it like it starts to get a little weary as to like how big it can get in x in like certain time frames and like you wonder like how important the initial time frame is right you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that first month i think is usually like it's a big deal like that first couple of months i'm not saying that like games haven't bounced back or anything it's just um no i, I, I want... the first impression is a huge thing so you know when you present this giant product that which is the overwatch league to spectators it's got to just wow and impress people, and particularly the esports scene. You just can't be missing things that are considered requirements now in terms of esports. And replays definitely are something. You know, just even in terms of behind the scenes, you just have to have replays. I'm confident they'll have replays for sure. I'm confident these map issues, you know, with two CPs and that can, you know, that can be figured out. Even just like map banning and things like that. I mean, that's just that's stuff that you can fix. Like right now instantly you know it's just it's just organization it's more of a, an event organizer an, an event organizer's decision um and proper stats are already there it's just about of you know laying it out so i'm i'm a little bit more in the bucket of jason where yeah all these things can be fixed um the one thing that i'm i'm a little bit worried about is still spectator i, I still don't think we're there like in terms of watching like even OGN, it's just like there were times we were just stuck. I mean, they, they tended to focus on the attack team, which is fine, but we're just stuck on Tracer. You know, like we're, we're literally just watching Tracer, even though, you know, they're playing super well. You know, the Tracer play- character is playing, or whoever it is, is playing awesome, but it's not easy to watch if I didn't know Overwatch. You know, it's still not there. So that's the part that I'm not sure will be, you know, like top tier whenever the overwatch league is an, is ready to go and, and we're not we might not be at that moment like, like ready for that but um everything else i think should absolutely be in place and ready to go so um i looked at like the in-game schedules and streams yeah, and, and yeah. features stuff like that guaranteed should yeah. be in there like there's no we're gonna go into a league and have the viewership we have now and say hey sponsors look we have 100k like peak like that just it <laughs> Like how how as a sports team or a sports team owner are you gonna say a hundred thousand cool we get every week millions like you're gonna need to bump up those numbers and the easiest way to do that is make it so Absolutely. people can watch the <laughs> you gotta inflate those numbers that's right yeah. <laughs> well yeah I mean I've been giving feedback pretty consistently daily about the spectator UI just in getting I, the colors like actually like, this is if I'm the gonna change one terrible. thing right we now we talked it's about that it last red. week that red needs to go I right hate now. The red dude. Totally keep hate trying to find a way to make it work. The new font in PTR is very good. If anyone's mm-hmm. watching this, it's a blizzard. True. The new PTR font is very good on Spectator, but the red, like it just, it can't, you can't do it. Stop trying to do it. Stop trying to make red happen. 
some mean girls stream now. <laughs> some mean girls stream. We still got to figure out third party, just like overhead views a little bit better too. Uh, like there needs to be a lot of time spent on that from just cam folks and figuring out how to get the best perspective, how to get best perspective when, when, um, you know, teams are, are obviously wiped and then coming back from the point, or maybe even when just like, there's a single, uh, hero that's being stalled out on purpose for the other team, right. Just to, just to kind of, um, uh, you know, just to, just delay the spawns, right? Just so, um, and those kind of things I think are are not portrayed like very well in terms of like the spectator. There's an art to it. God, there's Wait, to such be fair, an art though. To like, it. look at spectating when we, the game first started. Look at spectating now. Like, oh no, improved there's improved. Like, even even a casting, I think it just takes time. Well, there's and yeah, and there's people that are dedicated now to it. Like, I'm not going to speak to NGE. Yeah. I think NGE is in a weird spot because they didn't hire outside yeah. yet. I don't know if they're hiring outside for land, but the MLG guys, like, there's, like, people now that are, and, like, I think the people that were at MLG were mostly the same people that were at World Cup, and they're, like, dedicated now themselves to, like, how do we spec this? What's the best way to look at this all? Like, how do I figure out the game? Blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, in an ideal world, right, you'd get, like, a delayed stream, and then the, like, auto camera, which would know who made the plays, because it would be showing 10 seconds later from that perspective. Like, you could do a lot of stuff like that, like Dota has, but we're not there yet. So uh, that stuff's going to come in time. I'm just like really scared, I guess, of like, what if we don't get the, I want in-game spectating. Like, I don't care how bad it is. I just want to be able to say like, oh, there's a 4,500 SR match going on right now. I want to watch it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> want... see that player who's purposely trolling to lose the game. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's true. Like, you could go. Yeah. That's, yeah, that, that, maybe that's the anti-hacking <laughs> the tool that they're making. Um, but yeah, too, I'm, I'm glad to hear that there are people working on it. It's just, I, I feel like we're not clear on what it's supposed to look like because we, you know, what's good to watch or, you know, spectator overwatch doesn't have to be, in-game overwatch like it doesn't have to be csgo where it's like you have to see the head snipe you know headshot sniping and and things like that definitely there are moments that we do want to see that but we have the ability to have overwatch look more like moba-esque than we do you know first person you know like csgo-ish we we have those options and it's like figuring out exactly what we want it to look like is i don't think we've determined that yet like i don't think blizzard even knows that yet and it, it's still a, a, a kludge of, of both and trying to figure that out. Because definitely in team fights, it's much better to, to see it from above. Uh, it's more impressive to show the player's skill from first person, but it's much more better composition-wise from above, in my opinion. Ideally, we'll get to a situation where like team fights don't happen as quickly after another, so you can... You can have the fight break down, like happen with whatever person you're watching, and then re-show the fight in free cam. And then, like what we did in LCS, um, well, eventually what we did in LCS was you'd see the fight, and then they'd do a replay and give the color caster time to talk about what happened and where happened and how the fight broke down. Right. Um, it'd definitely be a lot better if you have like that option eventually. Yeah. But, I mean, the fights happen so often; it's really hard to squeeze in a team fight. You know. It is, and it's and not an easy get job. All the angles you need it's not it. an easy job. Like I'm not saying it is, you know. And it's like, oh my god, I can't believe they haven't figured it out yet. I'm not saying that by any means. It is like probably the hardest thing to do in terms of of production of Overwatch is figuring out still how to how to show it. You know, there is the most complex thing to watch, no question. 
And, um, you know, if we figure it out, holy shit, it's going to be just absolutely incredible. Like, no question. I think even with that said, I still think the Overwatch League will, will still have, you know, immense success. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be top for the esports, you know, right off the bat or anything like that, but it, it, it'll definitely have, like, a, a good amount you know, of success. It would be really cool yeah. if, like, you can't in-game spectate to have the ability to, like, I just want to watch Surfer's point of view the whole game, but I want to hear the casters, you know, like, to be able to just watch a player's point of view and listen to the casters at the same time if you can't mm-hmm. obviously be in the game like Counter-Strike or something. I mean, that's, I like Dota, that's like Dota. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you want Dota TV. And I think like, I mean, I'm not saying that they should go copy everything from Dota, but I think a lot of the things that Dota has is very, very impressive from a well, they, spectator perspective or just like someone who doesn't actually want to play. They leverage the client to do that. You know what I mean? Instead of having production, you could have a separate stream or you could have us, you know, multi-streaming type of thing, you know, like ESPN has like all these, if you watch like some events, right? ESPN, ESPN's streaming a solution there's like i forget what it's called but there's something that literally shows like four different camera angles like in a basketball game or something and you know you're watching all those at once instead of just a single cam i mean you could do something like that on a stream too it, it it's more about you can create production that makes up for not having that client solution so um you can do one of you know whichever way whichever way is probably the quickest and easier for them um yeah that would be a you know, an added value, I guess, and an added way of watching the games, which is pretty cool. Plus, in-game drops. In-game drops. Oh yeah, we had one, right? We actually, we actually had a. Wait, what do you mean in-game drops? Maybe I'm interpreting it wrong. Like, if you're watching the game when the match yeah. is happening during like the event, you have a chance to get like. Oh, you mean case. drops? Okay, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean like like loot box cases and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. I thought you mean like the game dropped, and then we actually had that kind of happen, right? I want those jerseys. I want jerseys, man. Like I load up streams and I actually, I mean, I'm sure I'm, there's probably a way to do this. I'm just really bad at like reading the graph at the top, yeah. but like figuring out which team is on defense and which one's on offense. The second I join a stream, I think is important. And I can't do that right now. And I've been watching this game a lot. Apex does it well, right? They have like A and D or something like that on like the sides on the very right hand side or left or right hand side, depending on where you're looking. That I've never seen that. But you're probably, I mean, you're probably right. NGE maybe. Someone's probably yeah. doing it, but the point is like it's not standardized, so right, I don't look. Right. I don't look to that, but yeah, it's the con- like because in TF2, I think like blue is attacking, red is defending, but mm-hmm. that's not like my brain just breaks and it's just like a habit. But I wish that like yeah, maybe somebody C9 brought that up. Wear last some week. nice sliced blue jerseys. <laughs> oh, blue jerseys. You mean the rosters. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Wait, did you or want the option? You want the heroes, or you just want them to? No, I want the heroes. Like, oh, I want okay. their. De- I want a default like jersey skin, and then you just pick the two colors that go on it, and okay. that's it. Yeah, you do that in the lobby, and it's easy and nice and clean. And yeah, no questions asked. That's true. I think that would be pretty nice too. Just get rid of the red, guys. Get rid of the red. Just the red. Or the red Make letters. Them the orange the team. Red like letters. Blue versus orange. <laughs> the red letters. Um. Okay. Well, I think that's it for the questions this week, guys. Um. Yeah, great episode. Nice, solid hour 40. Uh, but why don't we do some shout-outs now? Flame, great having you back. You want to do uh, some shout-outs? Where can people find you? Well, you can find me on Twitch, Discord. I think my Discord will probably be pretty big tonight. I don't, I don't want to public, I don't want to like advertise in here. But, why? Um, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. I will <laughs> join my Discord. It's discord.gg slash flame. We'll do some uh, NGE analysis casting. I don't know who I'm going to get tonight. If anyone's going to come, last week we did it with Too Easy and Oh sweet, I moved. that was pretty funny actually. That's cool. He got Too Easy like the week after he got cut. 
had a pretty salty cast, but he was just saying everyone was shit. I bet. <laughs> no, but it was just he only he only oh wanted to God. come in. He only wanted to come in when awesome. Days was playing, and then <laughs> he'd be like. They cut me for this. They cut me for <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's like I could have won it for them. I could have. I could have made that play. No, he was. Well, he oh, was saying man. because they, there was like a weird tiebreaker scenario where if Faze, if like complexity had beaten someone and someone had lost to someone else, Faze was going to win the tiebreaker versus Cole because they beat them head to head. But they yeah. only beat them head to head because he was there. He's like, I literally would have gotten them through this tournament. <laughs> 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 it's really funny, but um, okay, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, we had time. We had time. Time analyzing the meta, talking about random stuff. Yeah, time was always a blast. But yeah, he is. One, yeah. one of these days, you know what I mean? Thanks for having me back. Yeah, of course, yeah, man. You definitely should. Definitely, uh, Jason. Where can people find you? Twitter, Twitch. Though I haven't streamed in like forever because I get too salty and play ranked. Uh, shout to parents <laughs> like every week for uh, let me do what I do. Shaman for having the show. Flame for joining us. ESL for letting me do Overwatch. And the viewers. Yeah. Yes, the viewers are, are good. Definitely. <laughs> the viewers are good. I want to I badmouth you for a second because I looked at your Twitch today and it's, or your Twitter and it said I'm streaming and I clicked your link and it was only an hour later and you weren't streaming. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't want to play. <laughs> Dude, rule number played, one to streaming. Just... You have to stream a long time. <laughs> It's a lot of work, and I like being lazy sometimes. And yeah, I know. I, I, I know, know how that feels too, dude. It's like I don't want to play. I don't want to play Overwatch. Like I hit my my mark that I want to hit the season after like a long, strenuous twelve hours a day for play an entire else. week playing. Play something yeah, else. But, it's like, yeah, but no it's one hard likes. to go variety. It really is. Like even I've tried. You find, there's so few games that are fun right now. Maybe it's, it happens, right? Well, this it's the off lot, season. It's the off season, right? Like there, there's no games that come out during this time. So yeah, but the thing is, like Overwatch is really good from a casual perspective. But once you start playing ranked, your mindset just goes into like the. I, know, I know exactly like, what you mean. Dude. It's completely yeah. yeah. It's like someone just dumps the thing of salt in your head. <laughs> Unless you go for 13 hours, in which case your brain shuts off. Yeah, the you don't care. Really You're just like over. zombie pushing play. <laughs> play play exactly uh but i'll round things out thanks to the two of you guys for doing the show those of you not be wondering where uh, ben is or fish sticks is he's uh he's just boggled down with some work right now so that's why he wasn't here but he'll be back next week guys so don't worry about that uh you can find the vods for the overview on my youtube channel youtube.com slash v any of the previous episodes too we've done some awesome episodes uh so Definitely go back and check those out because it'd be nice. Also, we're available uh, to audio folks on iTunes as well as Google Podcast and and SoundCloud, Stitcher, Pocket Cat, all the, all of those things. So if you have anything that you listen to podcasts on, you can find the overview there just by searching for the overview or Overwatch. Um, and I want to plug the Twitter account too for the show because I'm always terrible at doing it. Definitely follow the show at the Overview GG. and uh, you'll find out just the latest on the show, like when, who's going to be on, and you know all that good stuff. But that's going to be it, guys. So for Flame, Jason Kaplan, and myself, Cham MV, we'll see you next week. Later. <laughs> <laughs>